This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Join me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? I am still fantastic, still on top of the world. Our Tampa Bay Lightning are Stanley Cup champions, in case anybody has forgotten. Uh, no asterisk needed. I, I'm just elated, pumped, excited, um, overjoyed, uh, fantastic. You know, just the list keeps on going. Wait, our Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup? They did. Of course they did. We are the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, Chase, I don't know about you, but uh, I am still drinking. I haven't stopped since our, our last episode. Yeah, I got a nice bush light next to me. Bush. Uh, if Bush Light wants to sponsor us, let us know. We would absolutely adore that. I mean, hey, we are the Stanley Cup champs for a reason, right? Every time I think of Bush Light, I just think of that video from the Green Bay Gamblers uh, game where he like was it was like he's dressed up in a beer like the three beer cans and they're running across the ice. The Bush Light falls and then he's out of camera. And then all of a sudden he comes running across and you just hear Bush Light, Bush Light. I just think of that video every time I drink a Bush and it just brings joy to my face. Oh, absolutely, Chase. Now, uh, obviously, us being the Stanley Cup champs, uh, we wanted to talk about it a little bit more. So what we did. We went out, got Michael Farley from the Clean Skate podcast, the Dallas Stars podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, asked him a couple questions, see how he's doing. Obviously, a tough couple of days for him uh, as his team has fallen to just a, just a superior team. Let's be honest, Chase, the superior team. Facts. Um, so we wanted to talk to him, ask him what his thoughts were on the overall series, ask him what he th- expects from, expects from the Dallas stars in this upcoming season and, uh, all that good stuff. So here is an interview with Michael Farley of the clean skate podcast. All right. And now we welcome on the bolts broadcast. Michael Farley from A Clean Skate Pod, a podcast all about the Dallas Stars. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'd like to say I'm doing all right, but uh, it's been a tough week. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I bet it is. Uh, Chase, I'll ask you the same. How are you doing today, bud? Yeah, uh, hanging in. I'm definitely doing a lot better than our friend Michael is over here. Uh, I'm sure you are the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Mike, quickly, before we get into a couple questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Obviously, you are the host over for the Dallas-based show, but uh, how about you give our listeners just a little bit more about you? Uh, yeah, so I am the, I'm the host of the Clean Skate podcast um, uh, and the, the Dallas Star show here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, I am currently going to school in Orlando, Florida. I actually lived in Tampa, Florida for a long, long time. So all of my friends are Lightning, fan, uh, Lightning fans, and they've been giving me just the biggest shit uh, over the last week. Um, it's been pretty brutal, to be honest. Uh, but I'm going to school for sports broadcasting, um, one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Uh, and uh, I-, I love hockey, and... Um, it's that that's really that's yeah that's me i eat sleep hockey 
That's awesome. We love that. Uh, I know Chase and I, big hockey fans as well. I mean, obviously, I think all of us here are at the Hockey Podcast Network. But, uh, you know, we're kind of in a similar boat. I'm doing sports broadcasting as well. Uh, Chase, you're going sports management. But obviously dipping your toes into the broadcast right now with uh, the podcasting that we do. But uh, quickly, before we get into the hockey talk, uh, it's October 1st. So I got to ask, Mike, you a big spooky fan? You like Halloween? I love Halloween. Uh, I I dress up when I go to Comic Cons in July, so okay. uh, Halloween is just another uh, excuse to get dressed up and be be uh, be a nerd and that sort of stuff. Absolutely, I I can't wait for all the scary stuff. I know uh, they got 31 days of Halloween coming up soon, um, or well, at least starting today. And then so I'm I'm not a big fan of like Halloween like horror movies or scary movies but i like haunted houses so like i I do like and especially here in orlando we've got you know uh, you know halloween horror nights and hollow scream back in tampa and all that stuff so we there's some top-notch uh haunted houses here oh absolutely i know uh i I don't well i don't know about chase but i'm not i'm not the biggest haunted house guy but scary movies sign me up chase how about you I mean, haunted houses are solid. I don't love them, but like, I, I mean, I'll definitely go. I've still never been to Erebus, which is like the big one in our area. Um, but like, I don't, I don't mind haunted houses. Sign me up for scary movies. Sign me up for everything else. Halloween, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, Mike, if you are interested, uh, on Netflix, they got uh, the Haunting of Hill House. Absolutely love that show. Um, and then the new season, Haunting of Bly Manor, comes out October 9th. So I mean. You might want to give it a spin, but uh, I get it if not. Like it's, uh, it's I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a wuss. I like man, like <laughs> I like I'll be squealing. I <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, well let's get into some hockey talk now. So it's three days after your boys unfortunately lost. Um, but how are you feeling uh, overall as uh, you watch your team go through the playoffs? Are you happy with the performance or, uh, you know, overall feelings? Obviously, it's a tough loss, especially having to come onto the winner's podcast. But uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it's devastating to see your team lose, especially when, like, I, I know the way the game ended, like, it ended. And to be honest, it was like, all right, you know what? <laughs> the Bolts have put us down at this point. They've, the, the right, it, it it was sort of like a relief to see it end, especially the way they were just limping through that game six, it felt, which was really unfortunate because I really thought game five was such an ex- like outstanding effort. But then just the way game six went, like you could tell that all of their energy and like their last remaining life force went into that game, like forcing that game six. So, I mean, I, I'm, I won't say I was happy to see it end the way it did. Like you're, you're obviously devastated to see your team lose so close, but I, it was just like it was still an incredible run like we were the underdogs in three of the four series we were in and right it was and I would say some people even still had doubts when we were playing the flames I don't think anyone really ever gave us like an outstanding edge over the Calgary Flames in that first run series so there there were a lot of memorable moments um you know the Anton Hudobin story like that's how's that something you don't get excited for and stuff like that and then on the other end of things, you get to see, like, on a on the biggest stage, uh, Miro Heiskanen just be Miro Heiskanen and him, like, just, 
everyone knew, but now the whole the rest of the league knows. Like Mira Heiskanen is no joke. So it, it it was an outstanding run. It was unbelievable to watch. You know, it, it's it's hard and it's still it definitely still stings to see it end the way it did. But it was it was a incredible run and, and uh, you know I'll, I'll never forget it. Just it, it's something that Dallas Stars fans, no matter the way it ended, while bittersweet, they'll never forget that run. Absolutely, yeah. That Mira Heiskanen kid, pretty uh. Pretty cash money over there. Uh, yeah, nothing to hang your head on about. But uh, Chase, next question. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we were talking before, and you, and you also mentioned on here, you're from the Tampa area. So how do you think it went, uh, you know, covering Dallas from Tampa? Uh, you know, as most of our listeners should know, we're up in Michigan, so we're away from, you know, our team as well. But uh, how do you think it went for you? Uh, any difficulties, any struggles? Uh, well, I think, like, you know, it's obviously harder to get a, a, a heart. There's a harder feel to get just to feel the fan base from, from a star's perspective. I can tell you exactly how, how the lightning fans were feeling for sure. I was hell. Most of the games I was watching, I was watching with buddies of mine that are all big lightning fans. So I was, I was the big bummer in the room on, on most, uh, at least for the, for, you know, the, the two games that, that, that we won there for that series. Um, yeah. Uh, but they, de- they they didn't enjoy having me at, at, at any at any of the watch parties for sure. Um, but I mean, I definitely like just gauging the reaction that I was getting from you know fans on Twitter and other social media and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people feel the same way I did. Like everyone was in love with Anton Hudobin and what was going on there. Like I think people were enjoying the team in the run and. You know, everyone wants to win the cup, but I don't think anyone expected to win the cup. And I mean, I was watching videos on Twitter even just today of the the crowd of fans that were outside the the stars um, landing strip uh, when they landed back in Dallas. Right. There's that the huge and they're out there and they're chanting Hudobin's name and all that stuff as, as they're walking off the plane. So I don't think anyone's like upset with the way like, uh, people are upset with the way it ended but you know what I, no one's no one's angry or anything like there's still a lot of love and and enjoyment for what they were able to watch yeah you know, that, that's what's great about it um and like i for covering dallas being like in tampa i'd say probably honestly this year uh there seem to be a lot of like bigger headlines coming out of dallas you know with the whole coaching change the team starting off so slow going through the change so i guess you know that, that helps make it easy to follow but yeah, that's awesome that the fans have, you know, they've been as great as they are. It's that you haven't, seems like you haven't had too much of an issue following along. You know, I felt we were kind of in the same boat. Uh, you know, the fan interaction was great. We were able to follow some great accounts uh, and hear some great voices and, yeah, get some good help throughout the year. Like, at, at, at the end of the day, right, like, I'm watching the same hockey game that they're watching there, right? Yeah. We're all we're all cheering for the same team. We're experiencing the same emotions as we watch it. So it, it's not hard for, you know, a fan right that's why like you can walk into almost anywhere in the world and if someone walks up to you and goes hey i'm a fan of and then the sports team that you are also a fan of you have that immediate connection with them because you immediately know what they're going through so so i i I, right it's never really hard to follow along especially when it's such an incredible run all the way up to the finals you know like everyone has that energy so it's not hard to to connect with and follow along 100 percent, yeah i mean i agree 100 percent. that's why we uh all of sports, right? Yeah. Um, so, Mike, I don't know if you know. A, a lot of people probably don't know, except for Chase, obviously. But a good five years leading up to this year, 
I was all on the Dallas Stars hype train. I was saying the Dallas Stars were making the Stanley Cup Finals every single year for probably like a good three-year span, but for five years, I've been really into them. Well, this year was the final year. I was, uh, or the first year of me being off the bandwagon. I was like, this team is has disappointed me time and time again. I'm not going to be rooting for them. So I want to know what were your preseason expectations for this team? Because mine, very low, but obviously they blew my expectations out of the water. Well, I, I think that, you know, you look at how they went out in game seven to the eventual Stanley Cup winners in uh, last year's playoffs. So now this is actually the second year in a row that the Dallas Stars have lost in the playoffs to the team that would eventually win the Stanley Cup, right? And so it's it's the this, this sort of thing. It's like, well, right, you feel pretty good about that that fact. And so looking back, going in, right, as you're saying at the preseason, we lost to the Blues in game seven of the second round, uh, which was we were pretty happy about. I mean, we had a pretty underwhelming season the season before just the same we barely got in the playoffs and then we you know had a surprisingly good run and we bowed out to the people that won the cup at the end so uh, there was a definitely expectation then you see management makes the moves for Pavelski and Perry and some of the other you know more veteran moves the, the moves that are obviously pushing for playoff success not regular season success um so that's sort of what we were expecting and then the regular season started and everything sort of went sideways right at the beginning. And it was sort of that back and forth to are the Dallas Stars good? Are the Dallas Stars bad? And then they hit the playoffs and all of the veteran playoff moves that we made kicked in and, and immediately worked. You know, we, we can feel that uh, sentiment from a Tampa Bay standpoint, you know, uh, adding uh, Goodrow and Coleman there at the deadline. They came and helped uh, Tampa, you know, tremendously. So, yeah, feel that sentiment. Uh, so kind of transitioning to the off season, you know, uh, season's all done finally after what has been the strangest season and probably the history of the NHL. Uh, Dallas, they have some decisions to make. So they've got like roughly 15 and a half million in space. Uh, guys like Guryanov, Hintz, uh, Perry Kudobin, they're all uh, have expiring contracts. So what are you kind of hoping or expecting this team's going to do? Um, do you think Kudobin goes forward as maybe like a one, a one B with Bishop? Do you think it's his job? Um, what are your kind of thoughts? So I was on the uh, Minnesota Wild podcast with Isha uh, last week, and he was at, they were asking me, um, you know, the same sort of cap questions. And the Dallas Stars, like you said, they've got a lot of questions. I think uh, number one is you sign Anton Hudobin. Um, I say that because I think he's a fantastic 1B goalie. Um, and he was a fantastic goalie in the playoffs. I hesitate because I worry because I know NHL GMs sometimes have the tendency to be a little trigger happy and they see, you know, a fantastic, like, listen, incredible story. I love Anton Hudobin, one of my favorite stars right now. Like, but I don't think what you give him some like long-term money deal. And I know GM sometimes will be like, he played amazing for us in the playoffs, five years, 5 million. Here you go. All right. No move clause sort of thing. So I, I think we should resign him. I hesitate to do anything longer than like two, maybe three at the longest. Oh my God. Uh, if, if, if he got a term deal, that would be a dagger Dallas. That would be yeah, horrible. So like, that's what I'm saying is like, I, I love him. I want to see him back next season. 
but it's got to be the right deal. Like you've got to play yeah. that so smart because, and then the next thing I think you do is it's going to be so hard to do. And, and it's, I, it might be controversial, but I think you look to move Bishop. I think you look to move Bishop. You look to fish around in the market this season. You see what you can do. Um, Cause the goalie market's crazy this year. Um, you like you, you look to see maybe, right. Because you know, if you sign Anton Hudobin and you can move Bishop, uh, maybe you can look to bring in, you can downgrade quality in Bishop, but you can know the fact that Anton Hudobin still going to be really good and still play good hockey between two decent goalies instead of one really good goalie that is sometimes hurt. Um, right. Yeah. You might be able to free up some cap space, but it's going to be hard because there are some veterans that are, that all have no move clause. I mean, Tyler Sagan just signed, like literally just signed last season, that huge deal. Um, so it's going to be hard to move Pavelski signed for another, I think four or five years. Um, so that's another big deal. Ben's there for a while. Uh, there, I think there's going to be a big shakeup to the bottom six to try and make room for, like you said, Gurionov and Hints, or else we're not going to be able to afford them because they're going to want some money. And in one more season, Heiskanen's going to want the big bucks, the big oh, yeah. boy money. And, oh, yeah. And that is the guy that you – I listen, Heiskanen, I'm going to walk into Heiskanen's office with an empty briefcase – and he's just going to have to tell me how much money I have to put into it. I'm going to come back with that much. Like the, the guy's going to be able to name and price and I'm paying for him. Uh, he, he's, 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 he's worth it. So you have to make room for him and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I know Mike and I definitely don't disagree with you there. Um, like this dude is going to be one of these top three, maybe four uh, defensemen in the league. You know, we want like a whole era without true to superstar defensemen. Sure. We got like Victor Hedman, who's been great and the best in the league. But, you know, like the Kale McCars, the Quinn Hughes, the Rastus Dahlins, and the Miro Heiskinens, like these guys are talents that the NHL might have never seen before. Like maybe Bobby Orr, like type talents. Who, who knows? Uh, so it's going to be very exciting to see. And are you a draft guy, like a prospect guy at all? I am uh, the week leading up to the draft. Okay. So ha- have you done any uh, looking into the prospects yet? Uh, any idea who you'd want Dallas to target? Not really. I mean, I, I know Dallas is picking 30th. Uh in the first round. So like when you're getting, honestly, like I care about the top 15 and then anything past that, I'll do my research on later. You know, the, the, at that point the I have as much knowledge as the pro scouts, you know, so at that, right. Or I I have less knowledge than them at that point. So I'll let them do their job and, and I'll look them up on, you know, elite prospects, hockey DB afterwards. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. Well, how about we go one last question here for you. Um, who would be your MVP for the playoffs this year? So obviously they gave it to Hedman, which I was surprised yeah. by, by the way. I yes. really, really, really thought that Tampa won the cup. I thought Point was getting it. And, and my buddy was asking me because my buddy had said that it was going to be Hedman. And I said, I don't think it's going to be Hedman because points the center. And they all, and I was like, look at Chicago. Chicago won three in six years. And Duncan Keith was amazing in all three of those cup runs, but they only gave it to him after Taze and Kane had each won, right? I bet if the Penguins had won one more time, they'd give it to Latang on the third go sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I was really surprised they didn't that they didn't give it to Hedman. That being said, 
you don't give it like on the other flip side of that, you give it to Mira Heiskanen. The uh, the kid had right like right. I was like they point put up all those points, um, uh, obviously, and he he and um, led them to the cup. So obviously he he was gonna get it. That's what I thought. He was the forward. But then right below Point and Kucherov for points was Mira Heiskanen. And he's a defenseman on the Dallas Stars, like, that, who aren't known for their offense. And, uh, like, oh, geez, I wish I, I still had the thing. But I think he finished with uh, 25 points, which put him tied for fifth all time in defenseman points in the playoffs. And I believe the only guys above him were Ray Bork, or were Paul Coffey, Ray Bork, Brian Leach, and Dennis Potvin. Uh, so like those are those are some names to be in there. So how do you not give it to him? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. a that's a decent list. It's a very decent list. <laughs> yeah, a couple names that we might have heard of before. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. So I I actually am curious to hear what you guys think. Like why? Like were you guys surprised that Hedman got it? Uh, I, so I kind of was a little bit, I thought it was like a uh, lot going to be point the way he played in the finals. Like, he was so dominant. It kind of reminded me like when Crosby won it, I think it was the second year Pittsburgh won the cup. Like he kind of struggled through the first three rounds, but such a great final round and they gave it to him. Uh, point obviously didn't struggle, but I thought he played so well in that finals that the recency was kind of got to kind of going to go to him. But yeah, Heiskanen was my easy number two, maybe even my number one. I know going into the finals, I had Heiskanen as my number one. Um, if he would have showed a little more to me in the finals, I would have said, okay, maybe just give it to him regardless, you know, win or lose kind of like a, uh, J.S. Shiger type thing, uh, back in 2004 or whatever year that was not, or I don't even remember what year, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would not been surprised at all if I seen it got picked. Yeah. And I, I, I also thought that Braden point was going to be the, the winner of this, uh, of the con smite, but Victor Hedman took it home. And I mean, I can't blame him because you had really four good options on Tampa's side with Vasilevsky, uh, Hedman Point, and then, of course, Kucherov, too. And then Heiskanen, he was phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, you really had a lot of good players fighting for the, the trophy there. So, really, really, any of them, I think, are, are pretty deserving of it. But, yeah. All right. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you coming on to the Bulls broadcast. If you would like to give us some plugs real quick where everyone can find you on Twitter, uh, your podcast as well. That'd be absolutely awesome. All right. Well, uh, if you guys are looking to uh, hear me cry on uh, my next episode, you can find it on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Honestly, you can find it on Apple Podcasts if you look up the Hockey Podcast Network or a Clean Skate Podcast. And then you can follow uh, me on Twitter at Clean Skate Pod on Twitter. Uh, so, where I, I well now that there's not hockey on, there'll be a lot less yelling. So come for my reasonable takes now. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you. And maybe we can run this back again next year. Say uh, Stanley Cup Finals time. Yeah, that, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Hopefully, a different result then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Thanks awesome. for having me, boys. Thanks. All right, we are back. We want to thank Michael Farley for coming on to the show, uh, having some fun with us, uh, doing a little bit of banter, of course. Uh, but now we need to move on into talking about what we expect to see from our Tampa Bay Lightning during the offseason because, Chase, we may be in a little bit of trouble. We got some names to sign and not a lot of money to do it. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. So 
I want to start with the draft. Most you know, the draft's the first thing that's going to be coming up. Uh, we're not going to, like this is our one episode to cover it. Whereas we're going to have a couple episodes to talk about free agency as moves get done over the coming weeks. So starting with the draft, um, I went through a mock draft today using DraftProspectsHockey.com. They have a great draft simulator. Uh, not a sponsor. Just go check them out. It, it's a great tool. I love using it. Uh, so I just kind of want to run down a few of the names I got, the spots that I got them. Got So starting first at the 61st pick, because remember Tampa does not have any uh, first-round picks, and the 61st pick is the last pick in the second round, thanks to Arizona trying to cheat the system. Uh, so starting off with Daniil Gushin at 61, Zion Nybeck at 84, Brandon Coe at 92, Alexander uh, Nikishin at 93, uh, Blake Biondi at 123, Connor McLennan at 156, Benjamin Baumgartner, excuse me, at 185, and Robert Khaleesi at 216. So there's a couple guys I really want to talk about on this. Uh, Daniel Gushin, he's the first one that I obviously want to talk about. He's the first pick. Uh, He's a smaller guy, 5'8", 161, and I've talked about how that just doesn't matter anymore in hockey. Uh, He's an elite-level Russian like he's kind of more of a goal scorer than anything. Uh, he played in the USHL last year. We'll see him in the OHL this coming year. Uh, he's he's kind of underperformed since he's come to North America. He came to North America with high expectations. Uh, he had first round talent coming. You know when he came over as a 16 year old, everyone thought he was going to be a lock to be a first rounder. Struggled a little bit, but I think he's going to find his game big time in the OHL. Uh, by the time he's an NHLer, he's going to look like a steal of a second round pick. Uh, moving on to Zion Nybeck. This guy is, he's, you know, he's got a nice shot. He's maybe a little more of a playmaker. Uh, he's playing in the Swedish Junior Leagues. Uh, another small dude, a 5'8", 176. But he's one of these high-level forwards that would fit perfectly with the Lightning. Uh, generates a lot of skill on the outside. He can help move the puck to the inside uh, with great passing and great vision as well. Uh, and honestly, 84 might, that I, I, I have him higher than that. I think he's probably going before that. But if that can happen for Tampa, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and then... One more name I really want to I really want to talk about. Well, first of all, I want to say Brandon Coe. He won't be available in '92, so I'm I I'd be shocked if he is. So I'm not even gonna worry about that. The one name I really want to talk about is Benjamin Baumgartner. So this is a name that people probably do not know at all. He is actually an Austrian playing for Davos in the Swiss league. He's another smaller dude at 5'9", 165, but he kind of had a breakout year. Uh, he's he's in 2000 birthday, so he's an older player. But through 37 games, seven goals, 20 assists, 27 points. This guy, he, you know, it's it's kind of similar to Samuel Fajamel of last year. Uh, had a big year after going undrafted, his first draft eligible year, one in the second round. But Baumgartner is not getting as much respect. Uh, sure, he's not a pure goal scorer. He's more of a kind of like pass the puck and play responsible in his own zone, uh, reliable guy on the ice. But he's someone that you can get in the sixth, seventh round, and I would be shocked if he's not an NHLer. For sure, and that sounds like it'd be a great draft. I'll be honest, Chase is more the draft heavy guy. I've heard of uh, Nybeck and uh, Gushin, but uh, other than other than them, I'm I'm kind of out of the loop there. Um, but yeah, it should be a great draft. The draft is this Tuesday, so it would be a day after this episode releases. Uh, Chase, are you? I know you're coming up, but are you staying up here until the draft, or are we meeting somewhere? So, um, I, I'm coming up this weekend, as you know, it sounds like I'm going to have to come back Monday. I got a doctor's appointment that I don't think I can reschedule. So we're gonna have to figure something out. Um, I mean, I got no problem coming back up there for Tuesday or we can figure out something else as well. But yeah, it sounds like I got to come back for that. All right. Sounds good. So yeah, Chase and I will definitely be watching the draft together. Uh, we'll have to take a peek at 
who Tampa acquires through the draft. And hey, maybe Chase can be correct on another prediction. Obviously, he predicted Tampa Bay versus Dallas in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we know how that worked out. So uh, going to be exciting. The draft, our favorite time of the year, obviously. It's uh, just so fun. Uh, we love prospects. So uh, make sure you guys tune in for that. We will give a recap in our next episode. But Chase, let's now start to talk about some of the worry that we may have with some of our uh, restricted free agents and also guys that are just going to be hitting the block that we can pretty much just cross off uh, of being on our team next year. So for anybody who's not familiar with Tampa's current cap situation, it is Kind of ugly to say the least. So right now, sitting at about five point three million in cap space, you get an extra ten million to work with in the off season. So uh, that'll help a little bit. But you got to get back down to that salary cap come start of the season. So it, you know it helps because you can sign a player and then make some trades. But um, if you're not cap compliant, you're gonna have some issues. So some of the names that are gonna have to be resigned this year uh, include Anthony Sorelli, Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernock. Those are the like the main names. All three are RFA's. Also in the RFA sectors, Mitchell Stevens, Carter Verhage, uh, those those two guys will be cheaper signings, uh, nothing to worry about. And then in terms of UFAs, Patrick Maroon, Yan Ruda, Luke Shen, Kevin Shattenkirk, and Zach Bogosian. So the th- first three names mentioned, the first three RFAs in Sorelli, Sergachev, and Chernock, those three guys, uh, Breezeball already made it a point to say today, the day that we're recording, which is on Thursday, October 1st, that these guys are a priority to sign. This is the number one priority this offseason, get these guys signed. Obviously, the salary cap is not there for that. So, I would be very surprised if we see Tyler Johnson as a Tampa Bay Lightning uh, the start of the next season. Whether that be through a compliance buyout or, or just a buyout, whether that be through a trade, I don't know. I would be shocked if Tyler Johnson is still a Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, also, that's that's only going to clear up $5 million a year. Uh, that's going to help, but not really like solve the issue. So either Yanni Gord or Alex Kalorn are also going to have to be gone. I would be shocked if either one of these two are on the team as well. Um, I think Tyler Johnson's pretty much a lock to be gone at this point. I think a lot of fans understand that, um, but they I don't know if they understand that Gord and Kalorn are two guys that are also on that block. You know, it would suck as they were major pieces for this Tampa Bay team, but a guy like Yanni Gord, for example, you know, he he played in that third line kind of role uh, with Coleman and Gord, or Goodrow, excuse me. That's not a guy you can pay almost $5.2 million to. So if they can find a way to flip him, uh, thanks to the great performance, maybe get some draft capital, uh, maybe get a younger player who could uh, play for the team a little cheaper, you know, that would be ideal. Um, so this team's really going to have to focus on signing those main three, getting some cap off the books, and then a guy like Patrick Maroon, I just have a hard time seeing him back with Tampa due to cap reasons. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because Patrick Maroon had a, a huge role in our Stanley Cup run, but... When it comes down to, you know, the salary cap, it's it's hard to deal with. And uh, Breezebois is going to have to do that. Uh, Chase, I think you and I would agree that if for some reason we can only get two of those three names, uh, we would prioritize Sorelli and Sergachev. Um, As Breezebois. Yeah, it'd be tough to see uh, Chernak go, but obviously... Uh, those two are are higher priorities in our minds. Um, and I think we're going to really see how good Breezebois is going to be here because uh, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn all have no trade clauses. Kalorn's a modified no trade clause. So uh, Breezebois is only going to be able to work with a couple teams that 
each player uh, lists as teams they would want to go to. So it's going to be tough to get it done. But hey, if you can get it done, then uh, we're going to be in pretty good hands because uh, Stevie Y kind of I mean, he left him with an amazing team, but he also left him uh, with a very hard uh, salary cap issue. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it more, but uh, it's definitely going to be tough. And, you know, with Stevie Y, he, you know, he signed some interesting contracts. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, it worked out. Tampa won the cup, so it doesn't matter who the hell you sign and what do you pay him. If you win the cup, you win the cup. It's worth a couple years of setback. Uh, I don't expect the Tampa team to be set back because even if you lose uh, you know, a couple of these key guys, you're still going to have a lot of the stars. You're still going to have Vasilevsky, so the team's going to be okay. And Sorelli, Sergachev, um, I would say Sorelli for sure. I could, I would see him being on the team next year. Sergachev, he might command a little too much money, and maybe they just have no choice but to find a trade partner. Um, I still think that's unlikely where Chernock, he would be the guy if anyone to get traded. Uh, if, if they could sign guys like Luke Shen and Zach Bogosian on cheap contracts, uh, that'll help out the defensive side of the, of, um, of the ice, excuse me. And then a guy like Callen foot, you know, he should be making that jump sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that he could be that guy by now, but he's yet to do it. Um, so like th- there, there's problems for the team. This roster is going to look very different than this team that won the cup. It's going to kind of suck, but this team should still be very competitive going forward. Oh, absolutely. If you if you have the core of Kucherov, Braden Point, uh, Steven Samkos, Victor Hadman, and Andre Vasilevsky, I think you're going to be pretty set to at least make a, a deep playoff run. So uh, we'll, we'll see what has to happen, but uh, it, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a very fun ride. But Chase, let's now talk about some news from around the hockey world. We have no commercial break today because... The commercial break is all about us, so how cool is that? Um, however, uh, news around the hockey world, I think the, the one that hurt me the most, my heart is still broken a little bit from this, and that's uh, Henrik Lundqvist gets bought out by the New York Rangers. Uh, I've talked about him a couple times and how I, he's probably my favorite goalie of all time. I absolutely adore the king. Uh, if for some reason uh, we get rid of McElhinney and can bring in Hank for one year, one mil, bring him a Stanley Cup, please do it. I would absolutely love that. Uh, this this hurts my heart. Yeah, it, it hurts many people's hearts because you hate seeing a career, uh, such a great career, end like that. He doesn't have a Stanley Cup yet. We're hoping that he can get one sometime before he retires. Uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of, like, the star players, the players that have been loyal, those are the guys that deserve championships. So the fact that he does not have one sucks. I still think he's a Hall of Famer. Goalies don't get in the Hall of Fame typically without Stanley Cups, but even without one, I think Hank has just done too much to to be denied that uh, feat. So going forward, um, Tampa is as I would love for that to happen, but it's it's just not going to happen. Who knows where we could see him? I I read something earlier, like maybe like Pittsburgh. I was, I was like, I mean, I guess you know they're possibly gonna trade one of their goalies, but if they don't trade either one of their goalies, then no. Um, other than that, he's he's gonna have to go somewhere and be a backup. He, he's obviously not a starter anymore. Uh, he's gonna be someone that you can rely on for 25, 30 games, probably. I'd have to guess, but I really hope that we can see him continue to play because I also did read somewhere else that um it's to be determined what he does. He might just retire or something, which would suck. That would suck. And I mean, 
it's it's been obvious that he isn't the same old Vesna winning Henrik Lundqvist that we all know and love. He's lost a little bit of a step, but that doesn't mean he can't be a good backup for someone. And I, I really hope he gets that opportunity. I hope he continues to play because that's a name that we all grew up with. That's that's almost like Sidney Crosby being gone, you know, like. Uh, we've grown up with him being one of the top stars in our league for what, like 15, 16 years. So uh, it would definitely, definitely hurt to see him go, but uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I hope to see him in a different uniform in this upcoming season. But Chase, we now talk about some trade rumors and, and one specifically that may have a huge impact on an organization because he is their star player. That is Oliver Ekman Larson. Dude, if he goes and they don't have a first or second this year, no first next year, you might just have to fold the team. They are fucked. Arizona is in a shit situation. Taylor Hall, like, is this dude not going to be going in free agency? I would be shocked if he resigns with the Arizona, Coy- Arizona Coyotes. Excuse me. Uh, OEL, they're going to have to trade it sounds like it's just no longer a fit anymore i'd be surprised if he's not gone uh you know to the teams that have been mentioned in these rumors two teams that he'd be willing to go to are vancouver and boston uh boston i can't see happening with the cap so vancouver would be the team and vancouver's a team that would make that type of trade uh it just depends what they'd have to give up you know if they could get a guy like that to kind of help groom quinn hughes uh, help bring a little more leadership to a team that's trying to you know remold themselves and push themselves into a contender you know that could work but they're going to have to do somewhere where they give up like Louis Erickson and give up a first round pick or give up a higher level prospect. Um, even though OEL, like he kind of struggled, maybe he's not worth as much as he is probably going to get. He's definitely going to get that kind of return. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the one hard problem with that right now is Vancouver and Boston, neither of them have a first round pick right now. So this year, they will not be able to trade a first round pick for OEL. I mean, obviously, if it's a future first, that could happen, but. Uh, overall, I think it's going to be super tough for a deal to get done, but one I'm very looking forward to getting done because, I mean, honestly, Arizona has been pretty damn bad uh, over the last, geez, what, decade? I think the last time they... Um, Forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they've, they've been terrible, but yeah. I, I also find it very hard to imagine that Taylor Hall would want to come back if OEL's gone. Like, I mean, that's your best defenseman and he's getting shipped off. And now you have to do what you did with New Jersey and just carry them on your back for years and years to come. And uh, I don't know, I I see both of their big name stars out of here and like what, two, maybe two weeks span. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor Hall is for sure going to a contender. He's not resigning with Arizona. He's going somewhere where he can win and somewhere that he can get paid at the same time. He's played for shitty organization after shitty organization. He's been horribly underpaid his whole career. Like, it was just coming off a $6 million contract. Like, that's absurd. He's going to get paid. He's going to get the money he deserves. And he's going to go hopefully be a factor on a team that actually has a chance to win. Absolutely. I I think this offseason is going to be absolutely electric. You got big names like that out on the trade market and in free agency. But then you also got big names like Braden Holpe and Matt Murray uh, in free agency and on the trade block as well. There's going to be a lot of movement this offseason, and I just can't fucking wait. Like you you heard how excited we were when we won the Stanley Cup. Just wait until we see all this change happening, because honestly, I know for players it's it sucks. You know, you got to move your whole family. 
But as a fan that watches the sport, I absolutely love change. Yeah, I'm same. Like I, I want to like I like seeing shakeups. You know, I want our Tampa team to be so good now, and like this team works so well, so I want them to stay together. But clearly, it's not going to happen. So I look forward to seeing some movements. Uh, hopefully, a guy like Patrick Maroon or Kevin Shattenkirk, if they don't resign, can go somewhere where they still have a chance to win and can finish out their careers. Um, and just, yeah, I I look really forward to seeing how the Elks Petrandle saga like works out because this dude, he is. Like an elite level defenseman, he's gonna get paid for it. Um, I don't know where that's gonna be. You know, I heard the offer was eight by eight for from St. Louis, and that's enough to move on. So I would not be shocked if he's getting the nine and a half to ten million a year range, which might be a little much for a thirty year old guy. Um, but he's gonna get it somewhere. I I just have no idea where, but I I'm so excited to see what happens. Absolutely, and could you imagine? If a team like the Ottawa Senators or the Buffalo Sabres or the Detroit Red Wings uh, go out and grab like a Petriangelo and a Taylor Hall, that would, that would be, be something. That would be so. But again, that would kind of be like the Ryan Suter, Zach Parise deal. And obviously uh, that hasn't really worked out with Minnesota. So no, it is um, not. But it, it would be cool to see uh, a team with a lot of cap space, uh, a very young team go out. I mean, Oh my gosh, imagine if Ottawa picks up like a Quentin Byfield and uh, an Alexander Holtz or, or a Jamie Drysdale or something, and then also adds on top of that Taylor Hall and Alex Petriangelo. Like, are you kidding me? That would be a sick offseason. Yeah, that, that would be franchise changing. Uh, you know, their whole future would look drastically different. You know, especially since, like, I mean, Drysdale, probably not, but Byfield, he, he's a guy who could be day one. Schuzel's a guy that could be day one even. So if they could do that and then get a couple signings, maybe they're decent next year. I don't know. They, they got to figure out their goalie situation, of course. Uh, that's pretty atrocious. Craig Anderson. Was and brutal. then they go trade for Matt Murray. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, so. Dude. All right. So Ottawa goes from <laughs> you got a playoff shit. Team. Ottawa goes from shit to Stanley Cup contender just like that. Yeah, that, oh. this, this sounds a little Jurassic to me. This sounds a little out of Melnick's range. Dude, this, that's true. That's true. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Ottawa should get us in there. But that would be an absolute insane just turnaround. Are you kidding me? I mean, you still got Kachuk and Shabbat there that you can uh, build off of. A couple other younger players, obviously, too. But you got those guys to build off of. You bring in these older guys to help. Ah, it would be awesome. Yeah, that would that, that, like, that'd I, be I, fun. I I hate Ottawa. I think their ownership and management is absolutely terrible. I don't want to see them ever succeed just because I've just never been a fan of them whatsoever. Ugly jerseys, too. Hate the yes. jerseys. But that would be crazy. That, that would that would be something. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay, Chase. Let's uh let's hop off the uh, the free agency fantasies that we got going on here, and uh, let's end this show. Obviously, oh weird little voice crack there, but uh, end the show. Hockey name of the day. Uh, I'm gonna start scrolling down. You said it was a good one this week, so oh yeah, it's long. Anthony Nuschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. So, Anthony Anthony Nuschwander. It's it's any U E N. It's Neuenschwander. Anthony Neuenschwander. He's Swiss, so you know that's a Germanic last name. So Anthony Neuenschwander is actually, believe it or not, a twin. He has a twin brother named Joel. Uh, they're twenty years old. They both play in, in Switzerland. Uh, they played in uh, like a little bit in the Swiss like main league last year for H G Embry Piotta, but mostly played in like the uh, Swiss second league. 
Uh, so that that's going to continue this year. So the team is uh, Tikino Rockets. I think it's pronounced Tikino. I don't know, to be honest with you. But yeah, so it's just uh, c- a couple of twin brothers, about both 5'10", 150 range, uh, smaller dudes. But if they could like turn into decent hockey players, maybe they can make the push to the NHL. Maybe they can be, you know, like the light versions of Daniel Henrik Sedin. Maybe they can be, you know, these twins that go to the same team, have cool careers together. Uh, but it's a little far-fetched. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know. I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. I took it for two years? Oh, no. Jado yeah. took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was like asleep in all of German two. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway and it was like me and I don't know, five other people. And all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible class. <laughs> no, uh, we weren't a terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was 100% <laughs> not me. Oh, boy. I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. But that is it for the episode. We... Uh, want to thank everyone for listening and chase why don't you give them all the applicable applicable uh information that they need to know no applicable thank you all the applicable information for you guys is coming up right now if you'd like to become a patron on patreon we'd really appreciate it uh if you guys show us your support that way it shows that you care what we're doing uh gives us the ability to go out and create different types of content um gives us the, the drive to do it so if you guys could support us that way we would really appreciate it if you like to check us out on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Uh, we just finished up a giveaway. A new one will be announced coming up here pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, while you're at it, I'll go check out our other podcast, WNP Sports Pod, at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, we mostly talk football, but so if you're into football at all, make sure to check that one out. Uh, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, just click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Tweet at us. Uh, however you want to reach out to us and you know we'll, we'll interact with you guys. Uh, maybe we'll have something to talk about in the pod. Absolutely. We got more giveaways coming. We just announced uh, the winner of our first giveaway. Make sure you get in on these next couple of giveaways. We want to thank... Michael Farley for coming on to the show. We really appreciate him coming on and, uh, you know, spreading the tears that he felt over this last couple of days. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. 